Hi, I am Lebo Lion and this is a special edition of the Lessons with Lion podcast as we partner with Nescafe Classic to bring you Nescafe Grind Sessions. Before we can dive into the Nescafe Grind Sessions, we sit down with the host of the Nescafe Grind Sessions, Hurisani Rabere, to get a sneak peek into the lessons, experiences, and conversations that our entrepreneurs had to share. Enjoy. We are talking about the grind through the lens of professional traders and retailers. It's hard work, but it's hard work. And I think for every small business, when you're starting out, have that interaction with your consumer. Mm. Go and give the, the product. Go and say thank you. When, when they're ordering, be the one who's answering. Like You really need to build on that because the one thing about also having a small business, you want people to come back. Time, guys. Time. <laughs> when it comes to business, time is everything. And uh, one of the mistakes that I was, I was was making was that because I was so passionate and I loved doing what I was doing it's like I wanted to just do the beating the whole time and um, I was not spending enough time with my family like I mean I wasn't and I wasn't even focusing on other aspects of, of the, the business, business. hey guys welcome to another episode of the lessons with lion podcast. I am so excited about this episode because we're doing things a little bit differently. You know, we're partnering up with a brand who really understands what it's like to be an entrepreneur. They understand what it's like to be on the grind. And I can't wait for you guys to get a taste of this three-part series that we're doing. Three-part series. I'm actually giving you a treat for the end of the year. We're ending this year off in a very big way. And the brand that we're collaborating with is a brand called Nescafe. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. Many of you know it. Many of you drink their coffee. So this is how we're going to end of the year. And this is how we're going to celebrate the young entrepreneurs who are doing the things, who are constantly on the grind. And I'm really excited about today's episode because we get to speak to somebody who's constantly on the grind. We see her on Instagram, radio, television. We grew up with her, most of us. I know I grew up with her you know, watching her on TV and she knows exactly what it's like to be on the grind. And she's also spoken to the entrepreneurs who are on the grind. So she knows what this podcast series really is about. And you know how I do on this podcast. We never introduce the people. They introduce themselves. So please introduce yourself. Ah, where everybody? Um, as Lebo said, I'm a broadcaster. Been in the business for 23 years. Yes, in a car, game. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur in my moonlighting. <laughs> and I, I think, like exactly what Lebo said, on the grind constantly. Um, I'm a person who is anchored in purpose, power, and impact. And my intention in life is to really just live to the full potential of self. Nothing else. Just I, self. I love that. And you said purpose, power, and impact. Words yes. that are used so often these days. But I don't think people actually understand what that means when it comes to the grind. Mm. You know, what is it about purpose, power, and impact that makes the grind so meaningful? So, I mean, I've been on my grind, like I said, for 23 years. And when I lost my dad in 2012, mm. I really, my grind was kind of like turned on its, on, its, on its head. And that's when I understood that there was purpose in the work that I was doing. Before that, I was like, ah, I'm just on TV because, yeah, papa, you mm. know. Um, and dabbled in some corporate for a few years. And after he died, I was like, wait, 
I am on this platform. I've been given a voice to, because I have something to say and people want to listen to what I have to say. And so that's when I came up with my three pillars, which were purpose, power, and impact and how they intertwine with each other is that I believe that when you're on your grind, it is important for you to discover your purpose once you do that, harness its power. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you just need to sit back and watch the impact. Because Preach. it will it will work. It will make sense. It will reach the people that you want to reach. And that's what it is. Purpose, power, impact. I love that. Purpose, power, and impact. I'm going to steal that, actually. <laughs> well, it's like, kind of trademarked, okay? <laughs> this girl is serious about her grind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you talk about the grind. Hmm. And what I like to ask people to do often is to define what that means to them what does the grind mean to you the grind to me is whatever it is that you wake up every single day and put your mind to and do that is you on your grind Mm. whether it is a small business a medium enterprise a large business everybody's on their grind we're all trying you know we're Mm. all um a trying to live to our full potential but also We've got bills to pay, but we've also got dreams and ambitions. You know, Mm. we've got goals that we've set for ourselves, whether it is starting a business, whether it is growing to your fullest potential within somebody else's business. That's you on your grind. Whatever it is that you wake up and say, this is what I do. This is what the the hands, the work of my hands and the work of my heart do. Mm -hmm. That for me is your grind. Oh, yes. The grind. You know, I, I feel that so many of us undermine asking us the question like ourselves the question why am i doing this you know how does it fulfill me people think that the grind means i have to do something i don't like to get what and it has to to be hard it has to be hard (laughs) is it hard for you um look there are challenges but i love what i do but that is because i'm intentional about my grind i really am and i've i've been blessed that i've gotten to the point in my work where I can be selective about the things that I do, but I also had to make mistakes in my grind. I had to make money mistakes. I had to make so many other mistakes that got me to this point where I can realize that I know what my value is. I know what I want to do, what I don't want to do, but I'm going to save up so that I get myself to the point where I have the power in a negotiation to say no, because yeah. that's the most powerful tool in a negotiation. I yeah. once saw it, um, was something Cesar Loma tweeted years ago and it stuck with me because I was like, A lot of us on our grind are sometimes doing what we do because we don't have an option. Mm. But for entrepreneurs, you must understand, these are people that have mostly walked away from a secure job. They have walked away from a secure salary to be like, I've got a dream, man. I've got a dream and I'm going to wake up every single day and I'm going to build towards this grind. Whether it works or doesn't work, I'm going to try it and I'm going to go for it. So look, my grind gives me great joy, but it does have its challenges. I love how honest you were about that. And I know with the Nest Cafe on the Grind series, we're focusing mainly on young entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, and these might be entrepreneurs who haven't even worked in corporate before. So they're literally coming from varsity and then they're going straight into entrepreneurship. Mm. Do you think that there's a different way that they should exist to an entrepreneur who might have maybe been in corporate before and yeah. then got into the entrepreneurship space? I think there is because the whole thing about the This Is Our Grind series is that it was about feeding featuring entrepreneurs in different spaces. So they were industry people that are like in trade that I spoke to. They were those that are in the entertainment business because we know that social media as well is a business on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spoke to, to different entrepreneurs in different aspects and bis- dif- different avenues of work. And a lot of them were exactly that, the entrepreneur that went from corporate into their, their business. And what is different is that you can see somebody that's been in the corporate space mm. that, because they are very 
particular and meticulous about processes. And a lot of entrepreneurs that just go into starting their own business because they haven't been in a space with that structure, mm. they often just, just will we'll, we'll go with the flow. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And if anything that the pandemic has made people realize about their grind, it's like you need to take your grind seriously from day one. Mm. We're talking things like, do you have your website registered? You don't need to have the website up, mm. but you can't be on your grind and sending people emails from at Gmail. Who's going to take you seriously? I mean, I'd, I'd like to differ. I think you can. I think I think the world is think, changing. I don't, I, I don't think, think so. we need such formal systems of trade and business. So for me, it's not about formal systems. Mm-hmm. It's about systems that make you come across as professional. There's I no see. way you're going to go into and try. If you're on your grind and let's say you do printing and marketing. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get into a big corporate, like, a, I don't know, a Unilever yes. to do work with them. Yeah. You really think they're going to take an email that comes from Wulisani at gmail.com. Yeah. To say, here's my proposal. This is what I'd like to do to you. It just it adds that little layer of like, okay, this is a serious person. Yeah. Um, I think entrepreneurs that go straight into their business also need to move in a different way in terms of um, taking themselves as a person seriously and mm-hmm. understanding that whole thing of money management. Like this whole thing about your grind and you saying, it's your business. You're the owner. <laughs> you're going to pay yourself whatever you want to pay yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to use your business card to do personal expenses. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So... I really think those that are coming out of school and going straight into their business need to understand and respect their grind as exactly that. Mm. It is your business. It is your PTYLTD. Take yourself and it seriously from day one and treat it with such respect. I have to agree with you on that. And you know, it would be reckless of me to say to people, no, don't get a personalized email. I think I grew up in a privileged situation where Mm. I knew how to navigate through these spaces. So for me, Gmail works. Yeah. I I approach very big corporates with the Gmail account. I have a, I have another But they know, they know Label the Lion. They know Label the Lion. No, exactly. I've done that. Exactly. You have that. For us, you think about it now. If you're going to um, acquire somebody's photographic services, if I'm not getting onto your page and I'm seeing photos, what are we doing? Exactly. What are we doing? Exactly. You've got to walk your talk. And so we all have to kind of like trade in a way that you don't have that comfort of people know who Woody Sani is. Yes, absolutely. And you spoke about walking your talk. Yeah. So let's talk about drinking your talk. (laughs) Why did you decide to partner with Nescafe specifically Mm. on something like this instead of another coffee brand? Because a lot of my listeners are marketers, Mm. right? And what I've pledged to them is that I will never collaborate with a brand that doesn't fit our purpose as a community. So how does this fit your purpose? as Hurisani. It's exactly what you just said, Lebo. <laughs> I, those three pillars of purpose, power, and impact, mm. they also guide my decision as to which brands I partner with and which I don't. Mm. I, I, I have no qualms about saying no to someone because if it doesn't fit, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't speak to me. And when Nescafe Classic called and they said, you know, we're working on this concept it's called this is our grind it's about inspiring 18 to 30 year olds the next generation of young entrepreneurs who are coming through to give them the tools and to give them access to knowledge Mm. and information Mm. i mean i was like yes that's what i do (laughs) that's exactly what i do it's a no-brainer it was an it was an immediate yes because our two purposes align you know Mm. they want to be there for young people Yes, from a product perspective, because, you know, they keep you on your grind, literally. They understand your grind. They give you that stimulation from a physical perspective, you know, in product. But how do we take that and translate it into 
helping you as a person because we have to understand that brands need to be more than just the product now sure i consume it but what more do you give me and so mm-hmm. nescafe classic is like with this is our grind we're giving you inspiration we're giving you access to industry leaders like yes. these were not people that were just like starting yesterday these are people that have got experience who came onto the show and shared their experiences they shared their mistakes because mm-hmm. that's the other thing about the grind you can always learn from somebody else's grind so that you don't have to make the mistakes that they did mm-hmm. and that's what this the this is our grind sessions created they created a safe space for knowledge sharing and you know in this world people are so scared to tell you how to not do something <laughs> because they're like ah True. Nobody told me how to do it. Yeah. So why should I tell you? And this was a space that said, "Now, nah, we're going to get the best of the best. We're going to get them in one space mm-hmm. and they're going to spill the beans for you." Um there was a young lady who is developing her own beverage and yes. she was sharing about how she gets into these big stores and the mistakes that she made and mm. things like that. Who's going to tell you that? Yes. Who's going to tell you that, you mm-hmm. know? And that's the other thing that I think spoke to me about this is our grind is that so often people write a book at the end of their journey mm. when they are 60 something they are now reflecting on this memoir mm-hmm. and for a young person who's starting right now their journey in in business and entrepreneurship they just like why should they have to wait 40 years for you to release a book mm-hmm. let us teach people as we're on our grind that listen this is what i'm doing this is what you can do this is what i'm doing this is what you can do because that's how we're going to turn things around in our country mm, i love that you said so much so many gems guys i hope you've got notepads <laughs> And you're writing this down because I don't want emails asking me to tell you what Ruli Sunny said. It's here she said it, James. Have a notepad, write it down. So I want to talk about African youth, you know, mm-hmm. and how we uh, work with people who are older than us. You know, sometimes young people tend to think that I'm young, I know what's popping, I use social media, mm-hmm. so I know everything. You know, what is the value of working with people? who are older than you what is the value of their knowledge i mean even nescafe it's a brand that's been around for a very for long years, time yeah. they could have just said well everybody knows us so we're just going to chill but they're not they're actually saying we want to plug into your stories and your lived experiences so what is the value of that why should us as young african people be listening to people who are older than us there's a proverb that says and i don't know if it's isizulu or isixhosa but it says the same thing essentially of indlela ibuzwa kubaphambili essentially how about that say you need to ask those that have gone ahead of you because mm-hmm. they know and whilst times have changed the core essence of what something is hasn't mm-hmm. and the value in having intergenerational conversations and relationships is exactly in that mm-hmm. the part where there is information sharing that goes back and forth where we can help the older generation and they can help us too we can help them perhaps modernize and move things at a better pace and do things easier mm-hmm. but they can help us to almost stay true to the essence of what it is because remember they didn't have all of this they didn't have the lights the social media the what not and so their core values are almost more refined than ours are mm-hmm. their core mission is what they stick to and they do what they do well mm-hmm. the simple things whereas sometimes us we want to do a lot yeah. at one time <laughs> and we want to do it all at one go and so the value comes in being able to humble yourself and it goes both ways i must say it goes yes. both ways because this whole saying of hey you can't teach an old dog new tricks they also have to be willing to learn but i believe that when we can work together and learn from each other that's when you can build better and that's what we should be bringing into our spaces and into our grind an open mind and an open heart to be able to say there's something to be learned from this person and it might not always be like a skill that has to do with your job mm-hmm. but a human lesson that you'll never forget that will change the way that you do business and who you are as a person 
You just need to be a regular guest <laughs> on, on this podcast. Because wow, 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 wow. I love what you're saying. And in the episode with the two young ladies, you spoke about burnout and yeah. the grind. Let's let's go into that. The grind can be not can be, it is. It is an exhausting thing because entrepreneurship is also quite a lonely journey. Mm. Um, you are venturing into the unknown, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs know that. You are venturing into, for many people, the first in your family to do what you're doing. And there are a lot of naysayers, and sometimes the naysayers are coming from a spiteful place, but a lot of them are coming from a place of they don't understand, and mm. they just want safety and security for you. That's often what I believe our parents want for us. And so as we are venturing into these new careers that never existed back then, um, there's this space where you just, you're trying to prove everything to everyone else. You're trying to prove it to yourself. It gets taxing and burnout is not just physical. It is mental. It mm-hmm. is spiritual. It is, it comes at you at all points. And I don't believe in this whole thing of, Hey guys, let's grind. We'll rest when we're dead. No <laughs> rest. Yeah. You know, there's that whole meme going around, rest before you to rest. Mm. It's not a joke. Mm. Um, you, it, It's something that Ian Van San speaks about that has always stuck with me about you need to fill up your cup mm. and you need to operate from a place of feeling full. Mm. And so if you don't take time to refuel yourself, what are you, what energy are you expending? Like where are you getting all this ability to do the things that you do the way you want to do them at a point of excellence because i think all of us want to kick butt you know we all want our grind to be excellent but if you don't take the time to rest and re-energize yourself one you'll burn out but you'll, you'll die guys like because you're just on the move on the move let's yeah. go you know and sometimes that on the move is because you're seeing somebody else that's like yeah we don't sleep when they sleep that's when we grind yes dude mm. If you are doing your grind properly, there's time for rest. Yeah. Life Truly. is all about balance. 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 It's, balance. Not, it's, it's hard, but it's also not that hard. It's about balance. Yeah. You and I think it's also about honesty. Mm. Like if we need to be honest with ourselves, it's that thing of we're busy competing with each other sometimes. Yes. And that's what's leading to your burnout. Because you're like, oh, Lebu nali podcast, Lebu plazo nali chobu ena, and Lebu's doing this, and Lebu's doing that, and whatnot. You need to understand it's like when you go into varsity, right? Um... And you realize that in varsity, there's no teacher chasing you anymore to yes. say, have you done your homework level? Have you? You're on your own. And if you start partying at the level that your friends party at, but you don't know that level can party until two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. She can go and cram. Yep. And at 10 o'clock, she's going to write that exam and she's going to pass it. And you me. think you're at the same <laughs> level. You need to know yourself. You need to be yes. honest with who are you? Um, what are you capable of? What what can you do? What can't you do? Yeah. And once you're honest with yourself, you can realize that you'd rather be inspired by other people than envious of them because there's a fine line between inspiration mm-hmm. and envy. And often envy is what leads you to the burnout because you're chasing something that is somebody else's dream. But if you know what it is that you're meant to be doing, you understand that you're doing it at your time. Like, mm. I love the days when I switch off. When I literally, like, I even have two numbers for that exact reason. So that <laughs> those that have the private number can phone me, but so that I can switch off and rest to avoid the burnout guys i mean you're hearing the gems that hurisani is sharing so if you feel like this is powerful wait for the actual podcast where she's sitting down with the entrepreneurs it's even more powerful you have to listen to this podcast i want to do something a little bit fun okay okay I want you to tell me, it's a game. Okay. I want you to tell me what three things about Nescafe Coffee are similar to entrepreneurship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Firstly, 
they're on their grind. Okay. So the grind, yes. I mean, obviously the process of coffee making, yeah. I think that's what's similar. Um, strength. So mm. the thing about Nescafe Classic is that it also comes in different variants. So there's like the strong for those that are, you know, they like their coffee a bit more intense. Um, then there's the classic for people like me who are just simple. We don't like, you know. Um, and then they've got the variants that go into the different countries. So I think there's like Brazil and whatnot. And mm. that's what I think that's the thing about entrepreneurship where we're all different. We all have different flavors. We all have different intensities. And so in that aspect, I think Nescafe is very similar to entrepreneurs that we're a melting pot of so many different people and different ideas, but we come mm. together and we mix up the hot water, we put in our coffee grind, and we just taste and we make something so good. But it's different. How you make your coffee, how I make my coffee, it's different, you know? But that's what makes us special. We all make such a beautiful blend at the end. And the last thing I would say, um, hmm, inspiration. Hmm. Um, I'd say Nescafe Classic is an inspirational brand because it takes effort to be around for a long time. Mm. It takes staying true to who you are uh, for a long time, but it also takes innovation. And that's why you can commend things like This Is Our Grind because that's a brand keeping up with what's happening out there. You know, what are we inspired by? And how are we going to kind of like pivot and create things that are relevant to not only our market, but to the, that speaks to their heart and their soul. This is useful, you know? This is our grind, is something that someone is going to remember afterwards and say, sure, it was on that podcast. It's when I watched this YouTube, this is our grind session where I learned this. Mm. And that is something that leaves and stays with you way beyond a cup of coffee, way beyond that moment. And that for me is inspirational because that's what brands should be aiming to do to leave yes. us with something that stays after the product has left my, my mind i love this you know uh one thing i i found when i was researching you was that you studied become marketing yes. you know so you have this really <laughs> beautiful blend of being an entrepreneur and a marketer you understand both sides you understand mm -hmm. the value of having a brand that has meaning but you also understand the value of grinding of yeah. doing the work and putting it in and having the patience to see it through you know so i think that's that's really beautiful what would you want to leave the entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast with? What are the what's the what are the lessons yeah. from this podcast that you'd like them to from the series that you'd like them to, them to walk away with? Firstly, everybody's journey is unique, and I think that's something that I've spoken and touched on earlier. And mm. we we have this thing as a generation of we want instant gratification because we're growing up in such an instant time. You pull up your car, mm -hmm. you order something. Two minutes later, it's ready waiting for you there at the door. That's not the reality in business, babe. So just forget right now. <laughs> it's, it's, I believe in a saying that I have that says, if you want it to stand tall, it needs to stand firm. Mm. So spend your time building the foundation of your grind. Mm. Because otherwise, if you're building it on shaky ground, you can build it as high as you want, but it's going to fall over. It's going to topple over or it's a email at some point because it's going to be like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's going to start just swaying a little bit. So take your time, build it right, build it strong, you know. Um, also, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think that's the other thing about entrepreneurship where what we see that people show us about opening my fifth store. <laughs> they didn't show you when it was them sitting on their bed and that was store number one. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so 
it's that thing of the fine line between inspiration and envy of see what you see in someone's life and choose to be inspired by it because that's a choice. Mm. To be envious or inspired by someone is a choice that you make. Mm. And it's about what are the lessons that you can take from their grind that you can apply to yours. It's not always going to be a carbon copy, mm. but understand that everybody that is showing you success has made mistakes. Mm. They might not be telling you what those mistakes were, uh, whether it is money ones or wrong relationships. I mean, I'll share a lesson that I had in entrepreneurship where I lost a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money, <laughs> a couple of zeros, story. you know, <laughs> yeah. and um, I, I had to walk away from the business with sure a bruised ego, a bruised bank account, but I walked away because my peace was not worth the price that was being put on the table. And mm. I was just like, it's fine. You know, it will come back to me tenfold. Mm. And as I'm working now, going into my own entrepreneurial ventures and I'm starting my own things, I'm, I'm having an appreciation of getting burnt. I'm having an appreciation of the mistakes that I've made because they're going to make me a better businesswoman in everything else that I do going ahead. And I think the last thing is what you can take from this is our grind series is just how young people are doing it, man. Mm. young people are doing it yes. whatever the idea they are making a business out of it and so i want to encourage you to say whatever it is that you're thinking it might be weird to other people and they might not get it sometimes they don't get it do it anyway build anyway keep going anyway i tweeted the other day that nobody said building our dreams would be easy but uh, yeah. we move yes we move yes and we must move whether you're selling hair you're selling cups and saucers, whatever it, your grind is, treat it with respect and with passion and grow it. You can't tell me that, you know, Nescafe started as big as they did. They started somewhere. They also probably also started with one jar somewhere. And now look, household brand worldwide, mm -hmm. worldwide. And yeah, I think those are the, some of the lessons that This Is Our Grind is going to impart on everyone. Those are really valuable lessons. I mean, I have many stories of losing money in entrepreneurship. A lot of money, guys. Oh, not bad, girl. No, add a zero, add another one. Not 100,000. <laughs> lots of money, you know, and it happens and we're laughing about it because it's okay. You yeah. will literally live you will move on and life will unfold in the most beautiful way. Yeah. So I really love those lessons that you've shared with people. Now, another controversial topic when it comes to entrepreneurship, the side hustle, you know, it's people have their opinions about a side hustle right now. The narrative is everybody needs to have a side hustle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. What do you think? I think everybody just needs to run their own race. Mm. First of all, mm -hmm. um, second of all, everybody also needs to understand that not everyone is meant to start a business and that's okay. There are people that come within businesses and help to build what it becomes. Understand if entrepreneurship is for you or not, because it's hard. It's not, what do they say? It's not having a MacBook and sitting at the coffee shop and posting, working, <laughs> hashtag <laughs> on the grind. This is my grind. It's not that. It takes actual work, you know. Mm. Um, I'm going into a, a business that's manufacturing intensive and I'm learning how to manufacture the product. Yes, I might be the one that's going to market it at the end of the day and kind of like be dealing with the business development side of it. But mm. I need to get my hands dirty. And when it comes to balancing those two, sometimes your side hustle can become, become your main hustle. And I think it's okay because we're also the slasher generation. Mm. 
and sometimes people see that slasher generation as a negative connotation but sometimes it really can be a positive thing and it's about how you choose to look at it and how i choose to look at it is that we are multi-talented and we are that generation that is not going to rest until we have tapped into every single one of my talents mm. so yes i can be a project manager i can have a candle business i can still also have a clothing business i can even sell eyelashes guys if that is what i want to do and those are all my passions i'm tapping into all of them so i think the important thing about the side hustle is understanding that it mustn't take away from your main hustle and if mm. it's coming at the cost of your main hustle then it's a problem but as a generation i think we do balancing quite well mm-hmm. if i can confidently say that and again side hustles can become main hustles and can become big business at the end of the day um and the other thing that i want to add is that for a lot of us the reason we stay in our corporate jobs to fund the side hustle is because we want the side hustle to find its own feet and be you know viable enough for us to walk away from the main hustle. So mm. I'm a pro for side hustles in that respect because mm. I'm I'm conservative when it comes to things like investment as well where I want to be sure what's my next plan. So I think side hustles play their role in that and they mm. also help you to just keep your passion alive. Sometimes people hate their 9 to 5, but the yeah. fact that she sells weaves make her really happy. Mm. And that's a balanced human. So let the people thrive with their side hustles. <laughs> let them not hurting anyone. Side hustles. <laughs> you know, my issue with side hustles is I think sometimes it becomes a plan B for yes. entrepreneurs who don't want to fully commit to their main hustle. Yes. So they'll start one business that's not really working, then they start another thing and yeah. it's just a form of procrastination for me. It's like avoiding the problem so I start more problems, you know. No, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. And I, and there's definitely merit in that, which is why it's important to understand what are you? Are you a person who is a working person who just has a passion mm-hmm. or are you a person who's trying to make this passion into your business? Yeah. And that's once you define that, then you're right. At some point you need to decide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, at some point you need to decide. You do. Okay, before we end off uh, our intro to the done. real, you know, we, we really <laughs> oh, are, we really are, because we're going to share the amazing interviews okay. we had with the ladies. So before we end this off, right, I want to talk a little bit about social media. Yes. Right, because we're the generation that's building businesses on social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are starting our careers there. We're building brands on social media, and you're also a really well-known figure. You're a celebrity, inverted <laughs> con- <laughs> commas, you know. So a lot of people will look at what you're doing on social media and think, well, it's also easy for me i just have to dress like this and do this and then i'll have all these followers mm. is there a process in having a valuable social media existence and is a social media existence for an entrepreneur different to that of an influencer i think you always have to understand the why once you understand your why you'll understand what it is that you're building mm. so the truth of the matter is we love lebu the lion because we follow her life mm-hmm. her podcast and her businesses are things that we love as an extension of we love her mm. so the two can complement each other and can feed into one another um i know that with the clothing range i've just launched the moppe collection would not do as well as it's done if it wasn't for ulisa ravele building the brand that she's building mm. and so there is value in building lebu as a person yeah. and building lebu her business mm. because the two can feed into each other and can really help the the other elevate um the important thing though i think as an entrepreneur is that you need to understand that the businesses that you're going to end up doing business with are always watching mm. so your social media is also your cv mm-hmm. it is your this is who i am and this is how i do things it is 
your social media is how before we would pick up the phone and say, what do you think of Lego? Mm-hmm. These days, now I just go and see what kind of tweets does she tweet? What kind of things does she do here on social media? And so decide, either you're going to have a private account so that only your friends and family see the things that you get up to. But if you're going to make yourself publicly available and be a public persona, understand that it means that you're opening yourself up to that scrutiny. And it's a... You know, when they say it comes with the job, mm. it comes with the platform. It really does. So social media is a very powerful tool. You can use it to your advantage, but understand that it it's like the constitution with rights, they come responsibilities. So you have the right to do whatever you want to do on social media and, you know, use it the way you want to, but understand that the responsibility, if you're building a business is that you as a CEO, the MD, the, whatever it is you call yourself of your business, you have, it's almost like a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that your behavior does not impact negatively on your business. Sunny, thank you so much for making time and sharing these gems. These are gems, you know. (laughs) I tweet about this all the time. Sometimes they fight me. But these are gems and I'm so glad that you are an entrepreneur who's experienced all these things. So people are actually getting uh, a real life, you know, account of what it really means to be an African (laughs) entrepreneur, an African female entrepreneur. So thank you so much for joining us. And guys, this Grind Sessions podcast series is is really important. I, I want you to listen to it with your friends. I want you to sit with your co-workers, with your employees, sit and listen to these lessons. People are sharing gems and they're mistakes that you don't have to make or there might be mistakes that you've made. But you know what? There's somebody to sympathize with and laugh with. It's it, it feels like a community of people who really want to take the African continent to the next level. So without further ado, let's let's tune in. Nescafe Classic has that strong coffee taste that will keep you sharp and focused as you stay on your grind. Today on Nescafe Classic Grind Sessions, we are talking about the grind through the lens of professional traders and retailers. My guests are two phenomenal women. First up, it is Nondumiso Kubankosi. She is the creative and managing director of Beadoo Productions. It's a They produce playful style of custom handcrafted beadworks, and they are gorgeous. She's wearing one right now. You see the lady? You see the girl? You see the girl? <laughs> We're also joined by Naledi Munamori, who is the founder and co-owner of a beverage craft brand. It is a bespoke product and it is proudly South African. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us on Nescafe <laughs> Classic you. Grind Sessions. Thank you for having us. We're going to be talking about your grind. And you know, the, the thing about grinding is that it's a process, right? It mm. starts somewhere <laughs> and at the end of the day, you see something that is beautiful. And mm. we want to get your insights of your true story. The things that nobody else knows. So let's start things off with telling me a little bit more about your business, what it is that you do, and the why. The why of the path that you chose. I'll start with you, Nondumiso. Thank you. Um, okay, so at Bidu, we produce custom handcrafted beadworks, and our core product is the headpiece, which is the Bidu. Um, it is custom made to a person's head measurements. Um, and to their desired color combinations, the detail um, that they they are interested in, and also the length combinations, right? Um, so um, this is something that speaks to you yeah. as an individual. Hence, like everyone will have you know a different mood to their bidu. 
not one Piru is the same as another one. And because we're not the same one exactly. from another, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we should start creating things like that, you know, that, uh, that inspire people to be who they are, mm. the original them, so that they can, you know, be happy and inspired and, 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 and do all the things that they want to do yeah. proudly. So, yeah, I was in, in performance arts mm -hmm. and, and hip-hop uh, industry, and... I, now I wanted to create something tangible, like mm. something that I could see, like I, I could look back at a week and say, this is what I did. I made this. This is what I did. This is what I, I did with my time. So that was what it was about in the beginning. Yeah. I finally created this thing, which was so difficult for me. And it was for me, it was important to do something difficult. So I... When I had created it, I realized what it did for me. Like, I, I, I sort of felt like I healed, I healed myself and yeah. a lot of these incomplete cycles that I had gone through. And then I wanted, and, and when I wore it and people saw me and they oh. were just like, wow, this is so that amazing. I knew I need to share this. It's not just yeah. for me. Yeah. I need to share this thing. I have to create this for other women, yeah. you know. And then, so it became like a tool. So uh, I felt like I had this too, and it, it just seemed so infinite in my head. Like and it came to the life. worlds it could go yeah. to, the kind of things I could do with it. And also now, what was even even more was that I, because it's so labor intensive, like it needs hands. It's like, oh, like it's what? hard work. Oh, but a thing that says it's, jobs. it's hard work, <laughs> but it's heart work. Yes. Because it's so intentional. Yes. For you, Naledi, the, the path and the why. I mean, a craft beverage. More girl. <laughs> <laughs> so many yeah. people thought I was crazy when I kept telling them, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. They were like, are you crazy? You'll never do that. That is how, mm -hmm. how. And for me, Hulisani, the one thing that motivates me in life is when someone tells me you cannot do it. There's no ways. One tester and a one. So that's exactly what happened with me. But the most important thing was the why, mm. which is my son. I had a baby and I just felt like I didn't have anything that I could leave for him if anything was to happen to me or, you know, because life is life. Anything can happen. Yeah. And my thing was I wanted to build an empire and have something that can outlive me and even him. Yeah. And that's why I was like, actually, let's research and see how do we do this thing and how do we make sure it is amazing? So that's when I started um, getting into um, looking into how the industry looks like, the world of beverages mm -hmm. and... Here we are. The rest wow. is history. You know, both of you are really touching on the importance of finding purpose in mm. your grind. Mm -hmm. Finding purpose in what it is that wakes you up every single day mm -hmm. because that's also the thing that's going to keep you going, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about being in the trade space in such a difficult time. Like both of you have essentially had to operate throughout COVID. I mean, you've had to create mm -hmm. and produce and, and, you know, bring out this product during COVID. Mm -hmm. the, the, the challenges and how you've overcome them and what those, you know, exact challenges were trading in such an oversaturated market. Mm -hmm. You more so in the business yeah. space. Yeah. So I remember when lockdown happened, I was probably the most frustrated person in South Africa. I'm like, yo, because at that time, I've got so much stock and it's sitting right there and I see it every day when I wake up. Mm. But there's nothing I can do about it. And because of that, I didn't have any money. Yeah. So what ended up happening is once all the bans were lifted and we got to level one and stuff and I could start trading again just to con normal consumers, me taking the product to you and whatever. Do you know, like... 
it was so difficult. And people probably thought, oh my word, now you're getting orders. But that's not how it works. When you get the money, you have to put it back into the business. On that yeah. thought, Nondomiso, e-commerce versus retail, how do you make the decision of how are you going to trade your particular product? Okay, so for me, um, it's, it's been important to, to communicate directly with, with my clients um, because it, it, it's very, it, it, it's very personal. And um, so I like to have that direct uh, interaction with no middlemen or I have, you know, and also it's something that is custom made. So um, people contact us directly. Um, and then, and the power in that is that now, um, you know, you, 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 you're not sharing because at the level that we are now, we're still a startup business. Mm. And every fund, all the funds that we get, we literally are also still plugging into the business, mm-hmm. you know, to build. Mm. So I, I feel that it, it become, it, it would be a bit more costly to deal with like an external distributor or whatever. Yeah. But um, now the power in e-commerce also is that it is, it is still a direct form, but now like you're tapping into like an international market. And for us, like it's been, that is, that is the business because now we're able to to sell to people in Tokyo, America, whatever. Directly that are talking. So every information, all the questions that they ask about the product, they're not asking like at a, some shop at a retail, someone who doesn't have the passion for it, they're getting it directly. You know, so then be able to 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 impact more effectively. Hold that thought there, because I think there is really a greater discussion to be had around understanding how your product is going to perform in uh, via certain routes mm-hmm. and what is better for you, and if it's even better to just have a mix of all of it. Right? Mm-hmm. This is Nescafe Classic Grind Sessions. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nescafe Classic Grind Sessions. So we left it on the point, Naledi, where you were explaining, Hore, when you see my product on the shelves in certain retail shops, yeah. understand that my profit margin is like practically non-existent. Mm-hmm. So how do you understand and how do you learn how you, it's almost like, you know how there's a marketing mix? Mm-hmm. It's almost like you must have a trade mix. How do yeah. you figure that out? That I'm going to sell part on, online, part in stores, Mm. Like, how do you figure that out? So with me, what I've done is I've, I've made it 50-50. So I've put 50% of the stock every month on online, um, trying to get into retail and stuff like that. And then the other 50% is always on me. Because, yeah, I also pref- I honestly prefer it. And I think for every small business when you're starting out, have that interaction with your consumer. Mm. Go and give the, the product. Go and say thank you. When, when they're ordering, be the one who's answering. Like, you really need to build on that because the one thing about also having a small business, you want people to come back. And they'll come back also, if, not just because of, of the product being amazing mm. but the experience as a whole so i think when you're starting out try not to go directly into retailers do not p- put pressure on yourself for that because you're really not going to be making that much money unless you're a big brand that's been around for like 20 years and that's what i'm competing with so obviously i want to be in retailers so that when you see the big brands and the competition you see me mm. but 
honestly speaking, I always urge people, please buy directly from me. It means a lot more. I get to have that interaction with you. You can even tell me after you've had the product what you think. Give me a little survey. And let's be honest, I get to make more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honest, actually, yeah. Uh, does that even better in a more systematic way, actually. That what I've realized is that it's actually, it's been a plus that the people have been di uh, buying directly in a sense that now I understand exactly what the sales process is mm. and what is important, what is key in it. Now I can take that and I'll put it on, onto a website and, um, and the people can see the work clearer and then they can also then like when they, when they ask the, 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 the questions, mm. you know, I still know how to kind of still keep it personal and organic because you, uh, that is what is, is powerful or strong about mm. that, that it's like something that someone feels like they, they, they it's were for part, them. It's one on one. It's for right? them. It's one yeah. on one. So kind of not to lose that about it, but then be able to get to more people and also just a, 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 also a little bit of less back and forth. Now, when it comes to, I mean, you guys are trading in very like particular products, you know, it is super luxe. It's a premium product for, for both of you. Mm. How do you make the decision of whether your product is going to be about quality or about quantity? How did you make that decision Me, for it's, you? Purely, it's quality. Like, quality, I think, like, uh, you know, the less uh, just broken things we have in the society, mm. the better. Like, you know, that stuff where you buy, like, within a week or so, now you have to throw it away. <laughs> and, like, you know, and, and other things, you're like, yo, can I even put this in the bin? Like, mm. you know, so it's, it's like... Um, we need to just have things that we value more, that last longer, that's going to save our planet and also it's just going to, you know, create your life that you know, this, this is, these are my things, you know, and you live with them for a while and then when you're done with them, you're done. But it's like, it's not wasteful. Mm. Yeah. Nanetti, some of the mistakes that you made in the beginning, because nobody ever talks about the mistakes. Like, no. listen, I actually spent money and this was completely the wrong thing. What were some of the mistakes for you in your business? Firstly, I wish I knew in the beginning that you actually need money to start. Like, especially with something that, I, that I'm doing, mm -hmm. you don't just start. Because as I was telling you off camera, mm -hmm. for, the, for the first year and a half, all I had was a presentation and the idea in my mind. No beverage. No, no sample, nothing. And because of that, I think that's why my process took so long for me being able to get people to listen to me. Because it was like, okay, you've got this amazing idea. Where is it though? Mm. Where is it at? But I knew it would cost money to try and do it. But I did, like I was figuring it out as I was going. So you please save up money before you try and dabble into something as big as you know as I'm trying to do. Like you need to save up and also. Um, you need to be learning, be willing to learn. I am learning every day. In every meeting I step into, when I leave that meeting, I'm like, oh, can't, that's how you do that. I'm always willing to learn. Even the meetings where they say to you, where's this? And you're like, did I and need I'm like, that? I'm like, okay, we'll send it tomorrow before close of business. <laughs> you don't even have it. I'm only going to do it now. <laughs> yeah, so you learn as you go. And you also need to be willing to learn. And for you, Nondo Miso, biggest mistake. Like just, you know. Go there. Let me sip on it. <laughs> Is it that bad that you need to take a sip of something strong? <laughs> time, guys. Time. When it comes to business, time is everything. And uh, one of the mistakes that I was, I was making was that because I was so passionate 
and I love doing what I was doing. It's like I wanted to just do the beating the whole time. Mm. And um, I was not spending enough time with my family. Like, I mean, I wasn't, and I wasn't even focusing on other aspects of, of the, the business. business. First of all, I had told myself that, look, like, I'm not ready to market this because I need to figure it out first. Mm. Because, like, how do I really make it something that someone can buy? Like, it's a product. Like, it's now a product from, like, an it's artifact. Not a hobby. It's not something I do for fun. It's, yeah, not, a, like, it's not a historical thing. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's an artifact and it's a product. Now I've, I've chosen to make it a business, so it's, mm. now, an, it's now a product. Mm. And, like, now, the like... I can't be caught up in like the artistic, all the details. Sometimes I need to know these things I need to control. cut out. This is not, is not good. This is going to delay my production time. Therefore, I won't be able to deliver on time. And also like just my frame of mind. Like now I'd like, I'd be so tired. I'd sleep. I'd have like three hours of sleep a day sometimes. Mm. Because I'm like beating and now my eyes are not even white anymore. And so I was like, okay, so now I need to start understanding time. This is, these are the hours that I work. Mm. When it hits this, I need to put everything down and do this, do something else. So like time management, you know. We often forget self-care when it comes to the grind, right? We're so, we're so busy and so focused and being wrapped up in the grind that you don't remember to take care of yourself. Yep. Mm. Burnout. Have you burnt out before? Of course, all the time. All the time. I have actually had such a bad burnout that I ended up leaving my own business. Mm. Oh, wow. I left the company. I left the company. It was crazy. And I didn't just leave it because of burnout, but it was burnout and also fighting with my partner who I do the business with. We got to a point where we were just clashing too much. I wanted this. They wanted... It was not working. So I was like, you know what? Actually, right now, I'm going to choose my peace of mind. Mm. So before we go to a break, it's like... Coffee is a perfect blend, right? Yeah. You take it from the bean, you, it's the spices, it's the aroma. And I looked at you agreeing so much when a lady was like, mm. yo, my business partner, mm. did you get the blend wrong? Well, you know, first of all, I think like I'm one of those lucky women that I, like, it's hard for me to say men are trash because like I have such an amazing partner who, who supports me, mm. you know. Um, but like the, the, there were times when, we really, we were, we, we started having a lot of conflict, you know, uh, in our relationship because of, of the fact that I was just obsessed with my business, you know, and I, I was not making enough time with the kids mm. and him and mm. anything else, mm. you know, like we'd go, I would like music, we'd have moments when we'd say, okay, like, Sometimes it's to spend an hour and just like listen to one album. And but just your like, mind is not even there. Just You're just like, I want to get no, back to I'll my like, grind. Oh. I've got beadwork to do. A message pops in. <laughs> it's a sale. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's find out from the ladies when they wanted to quit. Yeah. What was that thing that said, girl, don't quit. Stay on your grind. Welcome back to the Nescafe Classic Grind Sessions. Today, I am joined by Nondumiso and Naledi, powerful, phenomenal woman, 
on the rise. Like, actually, Wumugel, I think you're ready. You know when you are at the at the top of the top? Thank you. You're just about to go into the stratosphere, <laughs> as they say. We're talking about the grind through the lens of being in the space of trading. Mm. For you, before I ask you about the things that, you know, made you want to quit and how you stayed in the game, mm -hmm. let me come to Nondumis and talk about trademarking. Because you have a product, <laughs> you have unique products. The trademarking game, do you do it in the beginning, in the end, in between? Like, when did you do it and how did it work for your business? Okay, so um, I think for me, I, I didn't do it in the beginning when I registered the business, but um, I did it, uh, I think, two years. It's, it's, I think it's about understanding even, uh, for me, I guess, I think it might be a different situation yeah. with different products, you know. But for, for, for me, it was understanding what, what what is trade what what is to trademark about this mm -hmm. what is it, you know yeah so like i mean for instance people always say yeah the the beaded wig or whatever and i always say it's a bidu girl it's a bidu <laughs> the bidu <laughs> bidu original yeah. you know like so it's it's about like really telling your story and also another thing one of the things that actually it's it's so important that you ask about this is people that's the biggest question i've always been asked like the first 80% of the time, a person will ask, have you patented this? Mm. People will copy this. Mm. You but know? It's and I'm like, distance. okay, yeah. <clears throat> okay, I get that. It's a very negative space to be in thinking someone is doing something against you, taking from something you. from you and all of that. I didn't want to be in that space. So I knew that, okay, so what I need to do is to make sure that I take this thing to the highest levels. Like, I have to spend all my energy to make sure that it's at the platforms where if someone is wearing this, it's a bidu. They know someone exactly. Knows it's a bidu. Yes. It's in black is, black is King by Beyonce, baby. That's a That's a bidu. Not a fly like, by night. A bidu. You start to discover, actually, that some of these things, you know, it's some version or something it of it already has been exists. created before. It already exists. So make that... Get more into what it is you're telling, mm. and then that will permit, like you'll yeah. see that. It will take you on. Yeah. Okay, now, lady, I'm young, yeah? I'm watching you right now. I am on my grind, and I'm like, mm, I'm ready to take this into shops. I'm ready to take this, you know, into those big retailers. Mm. What must I prepare when I'm entering into those meetings? Like, okay. mm. for me, like, I'm going to make it as simple as possible so that I'm not going to use the big jargon words that they use. Simple three things that I think you need to have, whether you like it or not. Number one, you need to have a document that has all the nitty-gritties about your product. Okay. How much does it weigh? What is the packaging? Does it have a special packaging? How many do you sell? Is there a promotion? Wow. You need, to, you need to have a document that shows them this is what it will be. This is how much it weighs. This is what it looks like. It's meant to be this color. Like, and the different variations. And the different variations if you have a range of different products. So it's something, it's called a trade presenter. You need that. They will not list your product without something that shows all the fine details of what your product is. I learned something you today at yeah. trade presenter. Number two, number two is you need to know your numbers. So if your business has already been running for at least three months, take those three months, all that work that's there, mm. all the invoices to see how the projections grow. Because you need to understand when you go to a retail and you say, can you please have my product in your store? You are taking out shelf space. And that shelf space, they won't give it to you if it's not going to be selling. Because mm. now somebody it's else a waste could of be space. there. Yes, Literally. it's a waste of space. So you need to show them my product sells like this 
towards month end, that's when you'll see most people buying it. Like, you need to show them all the numbers. Analytics. Analytics. Data is important. And then the final thing that I would say is confidence. Mm -hmm. Don't doubt yourself when you're there. You must get into that meeting, no matter who you are sitting with in the meeting, because it, it always happens in a meeting. You must know what you're about. You must be proud. Even if you want to fumble with a question, just fumble. They don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out later but you have to be yeah. confident otherwise they're not going to do it and even if you give an answer such as we'll get back to you yes. by the end of the day yes. or we'll be sure to send this through to you yes. tomorrow yes. it is better than having no, no answer, answer. Yeah. yeah just be confident okay. this is your thing push confidence. it you've been grinding all this time only to fail at the last point push mm, you can do this mm. speaking about pushing let's be honest mm. there are points in your grind where you're just like, actually, let me just go back to my corporate job because this is just not worth it anymore. Take me to that moment, that day when you wanted to quit and what kept you on your grind. I remember, uh, you know, it, it, it's been a couple of times, but um, uh, for me, it's remembering uh, where I was, that, that bottom where I had no vision of what could happen like what 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 is going to happen with my life and where i just felt so useless like and i and and i think when it, when i get to those times where i want to quit i i i just i remember that and i don't want to go back to yeah. that because i've seen the the possibility of better of me being the best me that i can be and now other people becoming something like that through what I've done. And, and, and that just really, really pushes me. Mm. Like, it, it really pushes me because even I see that I could be removed from this and this is something that can still be impactful in the world and, 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 yeah. and make it better. So, like, I want to be part of that. <laughs> I, You're I not about to quit part. anytime I'm soon. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. And for you, Naledi, that dark day where you're just like, I'm good. I'm done. Yo, Hulisani, this takes me back actually to a question you asked Nondumisa earlier. It was the day that I was in a meeting with the potential investor I had at the time. And out of the blue during the meeting, they take their phone and they call their lawyer. And they're like, oh yeah, Konje, listen, what did you say we must trademark it as? And I kept quiet. I'm like, are these people about to trademark this thing? Wait, I've no trademark. That's when I was like, oh my word, they have just taken this baby away from me. I'm about to work for these people for the rest of my life. I came up with the idea, they've now trademarked it. That day, Hulisan, I went home and I cried and I'm like, do I give it up? Do I just do it just for the sake of, you know what, at least the product is there and people love it. But I was like, no ways. I went, we found a lawyer and we spoke to the lawyer. I literally took the day off from my 9 to 5. I'm like, I can't come to work. I'm sick. I wasn't sick. <laughs> I was sick of somebody trying to steal my business. I was with the lawyer the entire day. I'm like, please check for me. It, on the phone call, they said, should they? Meaning they haven't yet. Mm. Can you please check if we can trademark ASAP? And that lawyer, like, God bless. Where's the God bless? trademark instantly. And within a few months, we had it. I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay on my grind. Uh. And that's when I knew that, like, actually, this shows that this is a dope idea. Yeah. The fact that they were trying to take it sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. I was like, this is a dope idea. Now I don't want them anymore. I'm going to do this thing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, ladies, I am a young person watching you today and I 
I'm tired. My tired is tired. I'm about to give up and quit my grind. I want you to complete this sentence for me. Stay on your grind because. Hmm. <laughs> Stay on your grind because if you don't, who will? Yeah. 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 Do it. How not try you see? How not Oh well, ladies, I'm taking your own advice and I'm throwing it back at you. <laughs> Stay on your grind. Yeah. It has been such <clears throat> a pleasure getting to know you and your stories and just learning about your grind and what it means to you. Yeah. So yeah. na lady munamori. I want to say your full names because people must remember your names. They <laughs> mm. must remember that they are, Go. don't despise small beginnings mm. yeah. because there's always somewhere that you're going and we're watching. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, I know you wish we had more time. I do too. But that is how we wrap up today's Nescafe Classic Grind Sessions, all about you and created for you so that we inspire you and we keep you going because we know it gets hard sometimes. You want to quit on your dream. You want to quit on that goal. But we're saying, uh-uh. Keep going. Stay on your grind. Be sure that you keep following us at Nescafe SA on Twitter and all our other social media platforms. Ah. <laughs>